This is Nerd Cage Live! And friends! Hey, how you doing? You're about to witness the strength of geek knowledge, you know? Hello and welcome. That's right. You're trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This ain't just a reaction show, but a debate show and a live discussion on everything that makes people like you and I tick. So thank you for joining us tonight on another movie ranking discussion as we take a trip down memory lane in Philadelphia on all the Rocky and Creed movies. Please hit that like button and subscribe. I'm your co-host Jay Sanji coming to you live from Syracuse, New York and always with me, the warrior from Wakanda, the fiend from Louisville, my man Mark Withers. What's shaking? Hey, what's going on, man? Super excited to be here as usual. And yes, I am beyond thrilled to be a part of this ranking video as the Rocky franchise is one of my favorites. And what better way to do that than to welcome our guest hosts, Davis Madol, AKA Titan Goji, and of course, Brian Napolitano from Monstrosities. How are you guys doing tonight? I must break you. <laughs> I had to throw it there somehow. We're already, we're already tossing out the... the... Ivan Drago threads, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it is. The gloves are off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> My ring is outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys coming in. For those who are familiar with this format, what we do is all of us have individual ranking lists. And what we do behind the scenes is I combine the list, and even Mark doesn't know, but I combine all the lists and everyone's gonna give their genuine reaction as well as where they place the movies themselves. This should be a lot of freaking fun. That being said, I figured let's go around the circle real quick. I'll let the two gentlemen plug themselves in real quick and then talk about when they first saw the Rocky franchise and what the franchise means to you, starting with Davis. Hello everyone, I'm Davis Madol, also known as Sight & Goji. I'm on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, also Patreon and Public. if you wish to uh, support the channel through those means. Funny enough, my introduction to Rocky was very similar to my introduction to the Planet of the Apes franchise. I was up early in the morning getting ready for school. I was a little kid. On the TV was, was the fight between Rocky and Clubber Lang in Rocky Free. While my mom was getting ready to take me to school, I just spent that last 15 or 30 or so minutes just sitting on the couch and indulging myself in uh, movies. On on this uh, very morning, it was Rocky Three. I really liked how hot-blooded and high-octane it was. Uh, but but at the time, I, I didn't really know what the movie was called. And then I really got exposed to the Rocky film franchise when my dad took me and, and my older brothers to see Rocky Balboa in theaters. That was a real, real good time. And then a few years later, I started going to uh, these these training camps uh, to, to get ready for like high school athletics and, and whatnot while I was in my last years of elementary and throughout middle school. And, and at every one of those camps I would go to, the head guy who'd always run it, he'd tell everyone to watch all the Rocky movies because of like just how important they are, how influential they have become as years went by. First year of this training camp, after day one, I asked my dad, hey, what do you know about this Rocky series? And 
I was in for a treat. I was I, I was in for a treat, and uh, the rest is history. Ryan, I'm dying to hear what your take is. Go ahead, man. I am also a huge fan of this uh, whole series, really. Even the the not highly regarded one, I still love watching them. It was it was a genuine treat to go back and watch all of them again for this retrospective. My first Rocky movie I ever saw actually was Rocky Four, which was awesome because that movie has like six montages to it. Um, including the uh, No Easy Way Out montage, which basically catches you up on the previous three movies. I, you know, I would see like images of Clubber Lang and I'm like, he fights Mr. T? And you know, I'm like, what? what is happening there? And oh my God, the trainer dies? And like, you know, all this stuff's happening. And I'm like, I have to go back and watch these other ones. So ever since then, uh, I was so excited to watch Rocky movies to the point where Shortly after getting into them, I had my dad go out to uh, Sports Authority and get me a punching bag and some gloves that we hung up in the, the garage. Probably not the best purchase I've ever made, but uh, it was fun. <laughs> Mark, you're the elder statesman, and you're the only one here that was basically around when the first one came out. So I'm dying to hear your history with the franchise for sure. Yeah, I'm the only fossil here. So. Uh, the first Rocky movie actually came out uh, in 1976 when I was five years old. And while I didn't see that movie in the theater, my first exposure to the franchise was actually the music. That great score by Bill Conti. The main theme basically ran on like regular FM radio for a while. It actually charted and was playing on popular like radio stations for a while. So I was hearing it not really knowing that it was a part of a movie. It actually wasn't until I was a little bit older and Rocky III came out that I got to see him battle Mr. T. And Mr. T was a big deal at that time. We'd never seen any anybody like him. And to see these two guys just duke it out and with uh, that great Eye of the Tiger song behind them, you know what I mean? Like, And that being the song of that summer, that really just like made such a huge impression on me that I became a Rocky fan instantly, went back and watched the first two, watched Rocky Four in a theater, watched Rocky Five in a theater, and I've just been a huge fan ever since. As for me, and I'm gonna echo all three gentlemen here, it was Rocky Three that caught my attention. It was Rocky Three that got me hooked. I remember seeing a commercial on TBS, and they show, sometimes they show like short snippets of films or whatever, you know, like, Movies for guys who like movies. Rocky Three. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. See, nostalgia's kicking in already. Yeah. And then I, I just saw like they show like they, they show, you know, tonight at eight o'clock for movies the guys who like movies. Rocky Three. And I'm seeing Stallone and and Mr. T in the, in the boxing ring. Like, I've never seen any boxing like that before. Yeah, I've seen you know obviously I grew up in the era of. Oscar De La Hoya and Mike Tyson, but I never saw two men throw that many punches at each other like in a boxing match. My mind was just blown, like, oh my God. And then, so I ended up watching the movie and then, at, you know, no, this was at the time before any of those scandals came out. Then I see, you know, Rocky fight Hulk Hogan. And I'm like, oh my God, like he's, this guy's fighting everybody. So yeah, it, like you guys, it was Rocky three that got, like got me hooked, but then I went back and saw the other ones, uh, one, two, and then four and five and so on. And yeah, it was just great. And it's always so cool. Every time I go to a sporting event, 
you know, I'd always hear the, you know, be, you know, between baseball innings, they'd be playing the Rocky theme and whatnot. So it's just so cool, like how influential and, and pop culture that it is. And you know what? If you extract my DNA right here, right now, you're going to find Godzilla, you're going to find Mortal Kombat, and you're going to find Rocky. This franchise means everything to me. So that being said, let's start this goddamn countdown. But before we begin... Oh, you got the one-handed crack, too. Oh, nice. Let's go. I just want to say Rocky did six. So can we expect five more from you? <laughs> yeah, well, where are the other five? <laughs> I, I, I no guess I need mercy. To five more eggs. And uh, I totally got some yolk on my keyboard. <laughs> yes. uh, sure, that's Rocky. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, I got a yolk on my keyboard. You got like a paper towel or something. At number eight. Rocky five. Davis, go ahead. I wanted to like uh, Rocky five. I will say uh, like Rocky four, it leaves you on this high and going to five, it feels totally different. Like you, you basically go from Rocky ending the Cold War to uh, Polly fucked up somehow. <laughs> 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 I really wanted to like five, but I couldn't really uh, connect with it. It kind of felt all over the place and misguided. And I hate to say it, it was kind of boring up until the last fight at the end with Tommy Gunn. That, 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 was, that, that was pretty yeah, good, I'm not going to lie. And when Rocky like punches the guy at the end, that was that felt good. But other than that, don't really care too much for it. Wouldn't recommend it. Very well said. Ryan, Rocky five kicks off the countdown at number eight. How do you feel? I agree with that 100%. This was my number eight. To me, it felt like Stallone was doing an impression of Rocky and not actually portraying Rocky. And like the whole, there was a scene where like he gets his, uh, his clothing back with the hat and everything and Adrienne gets her glasses back and it, it felt like like a superhero movie when they're like, you know, showing you like the vintage, you know, suit from the comic books. And you're like, oh, I remember that was the first suit that he wore, you know, and like it, it didn't feel like a true Rocky movie. It felt like they were trying to, it felt like somebody else came in to try to make a Rocky movie. And if I understand correctly, it was the same guy who direct worked on the first or something. Erwin yep. Winkler. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that just surprises me so much because it just, it has such a departure from the first one. To me, like the, the other ones, uh, you know, two, three, and four feel more like Rocky movies than Rocky five. And I hope you like the song Take Me Back because this is the third time that we've heard it. And <laughs> a lot more, gentlemen. I, I The one compliment I can give the movie is they actually give backstory to, to Tommy Gunn, which they didn't do really with Clubber Lang. They didn't do it with Drago at all. So I do appreciate that, that we do have an actual character that's a person and not just somebody for Rocky to fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you have a good yeah. point there. Mark, Rocky 5 is at the bottom of the list. How do you feel? Okay, I'm going to say something incredibly controversial. In many ways, Rocky 5 is a better movie than Rocky 4. Now, I can already hear the sound of people unsubscribing from our channel, turning this off, never, hear, <laughs> never wanting to hear from us again, but just hear me out. All right. So this was also last on my list too. But I do think that there are some really stellar performances in there, particularly that performance from uh, Burgess Meredith as Mickey. We get that one scene 
where Rocky's kind of flashing back to him, to the two of them training and Mickey gives him the pendant that, you know, basically that he had had when he was a boxer. And it's just an incredibly poignant scene. Unfortunately, it gets buried a little bit, you know, inside of this less than stellar storyline. But, you know, we get some good performances from him, from Burt Young, from, from the actor that plays Tommy Gunn. It's not as bad a film as it has historically become known as. I also have a little bit of a soft spot for it because one of my good friend's father, his late father, was the camera operator on Rocky Five. He had a lot of good stories about Sly Stallone. And, and so I, yeah, I kind of associate uh, my experience with that movie with him as a person. Mark, don't worry because I'm probably gonna get the most shit for this. So I did not have this ranked at the bottom. This was actually number seven on my list right above Rocky IV. Yes, I said it. Come what at me. Come at me. <laughs> what? Good try to knock oh, him down. Let me try to knock me down. Let me try to knock me down, all right? Try to knock me down, all right? <laughs> so listen, first and foremost, let me just start by saying that I live right near the Boxing Hall of Fame in upstate New York, and I did have the pleasure of meeting Tommy Morrison, Tommy Gunn, when, when I went to the uh, one of the uh, induction ceremonies. So it was kind of cool to talk to him real quick, uh, briefly talk about Rocky V. Here's what I like about the movie. This is what I know. Let's get the elephant out of the room. Sage Stallone, you know, obviously he aged a few years from Rocky IV to Rocky V. Rocky IV, <laughs> to me, felt way too unrealistic. That's, that's, I feel like Rocky V was a little more grounded and believable. I understand why it's a mess. I kind of feel like the direction that Rocky III and Rocky IV went in, when we went to like the hard turn, you know, the more action, silly oriented Rocky films, where number five kind of felt, they tried to go back one and two, but it right. didn't work. It almost felt like they, they tried to, to take the one and two approach combined with the three and four approach, and it seemed like a convoluted mess, and they didn't yes. know what direction to take it in. However, I like the movie because of the fact that this George Washington Duke character was a lot like uh, Don King, which was hilarious. Yes. I don't think Tommy Gunn was a great Rocky protagonist per se, but I'll say this, though. The idea that Rock attempted to train a protege, I just like that. And this is what this put this is why this movie puts it over the, not over the top not rock bottom. Rocky 5 has my favorite goddamn fight in all the Rocky movies. I love that street fight because we never <laughs> got to see the street brawler ever. They, I mean they've obviously we knew Rocky came from the streets. Uh, you know, he was a hard Italian that worked at the docks. We know that, but we never saw him in the street brawls that they talked about so many times throughout the franchise. We finally saw the street brawler where not only that he's punching the crap out of Tommy, but he trips him, throws him against the gate, and the blood on Stallone's face was real blood. He did. Oh, damn. He took a punch in the face by uh, Tommy Morris, and that was real blood. I just, I got appreciation for Rocky Five. I have a soft spot for it. I'm sorry. It's not the bottom of the list. Come at me. You know what, though? I back it. Even though it's at the bottom of my list, I still enjoyed watching it, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't like a chore to get through. I So I, I can respect that. Yeah. yeah, and like, yeah. This, this is a great franchise. This is like a, a, a not a bad movie. This is just not as strong as the other ones in the franchise. That's all. It's just, you know. I would agree with that 100%. Oh, oh yeah. Like it like it's not a terrible movie by any means. Like it like at, like at, at the very least 
it's competent. I just found it a little misguided. Yeah, and, and, I'd, and I'd also like to mention that this is one of the very few Rocky movies where there's an actual consequence to him fighting long term. Now we see in Rocky two that he, you know, he uh, loses a little bit of his eyesight, but in Rocky five you see permanent damage. You know, after the fight with Drago, there's an actual result. And he's not just this sort of infallible hero, this this impervious hero. We actually see that that dark side of boxing that comes with taking a beating in the ring. And I think that that doesn't really get talked about enough. Another thing I, I did like about Rocky Five was the opening scene where where you do see Rocky sitting down. He's looking at his hands. Adrian's all like excited, whatnot. And he's like, Adrian, I can't stop shaking my hands. Right. Like, it, it hit it hit it sets the tone is that you know this is not going to be as you know silly and over the top as rocky four it's going to be a lot more serious which I, I do like that and i'll just say this too the fun fact the movie was supposed to end with rocky dying and i'm glad that didn't happen before we move on here the movie now is a little hard for me to watch knowing that sage stallone passed away about a decade ago you know obviously burgess meredith's not around and of right. course you know, as everybody knows, if you're familiar with boxing, Tommy Morrison did die of AIDS. That's why he was kicked out of boxing because of that. So it's kind of hard to watch knowing that, you know, the half the main cast is no longer with us. And that's not the reason why I don't have it at the rock bottom. I felt like this one was more believable than the previous entry in the series. At number seven, Rocky four. Go ahead. This was also uh, number seven on my list. Rocky Four. what is there to say? Like, there are fun movies, and then there are movies that just have way too much fun. Rocky Four is a movie that has way too much fun, but I also love that it's very self-aware of what it is, especially coming out after Rocky Three. That aside, I love the music in Rocky Four, like Fire, No Easy Way Out, just all just great, just great music choices, and the montages. The montages are pretty amazing. And also Drago, Ivan Drago himself. Like, he's not as developed as, say, um, Apollo or Tommy Gunn, but Dolph Lundgren really killed that role and he didn't really do a whole lot. That just kind of lets you know, like, how much of a presence Dolph Lundgren, like, has as an actor. And, and that's truly a testament to that. Drago was definitely a force to be reckoned with. Other than that, Robot was was a little silly. Um, <laughs> I love the robot. Happy <laughs> birthday, Polly! Here, like, <laughs> that's understandable. Rocky Four, I, I really enjoy it. I know it's not great, but my God, it's so much fun. One last thing, my my ranking might change after the director's cut. That's that's coming that's yeah. coming out uh, ne next week at the time of this recording. Yes. So I'm looking forward to that. So Brian. Rocky Four is at number seven. Give me your thoughts, man. Rocky Four, AKA uh, Rocky the Musical. I mean, it has how many music numbers in this movie? <laughs> I think Davis put it perfectly. It's it's just a fun movie. The writing is like, it's not a very well-written movie. It's basically, you know, they got together and said like, okay, how can we make just a fun movie that just kicks ass? You know what I mean? That robot, I'm sorry, Mark. I, I hate it. <laughs> it. Five minutes into the movie and I'm like, oh, sorry, I can't stand the kid either. 
if the big scary man was trying to hit me, like shut the oh. up, like. No <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He, like, I think the kid's worse than the robot. Also, like, I'm kind of torn be because I love Drago, but like, tell me two things about him other than he's Russian. Like, you can't. The whole 2000 PSI punch thing is like, you know, I mean, that would literally like break Rocky's skull. Like, what is the point of that? I, I get they're trying to make him, you know, super powerful, but like, uh, come on, I mean, it's it's a little bit much. Um, well, it's because the writing said so. Yeah, because the script <laughs> says armor. So. Yeah. And speaking of bad writing, um, literally in the same scene, you have Drago's wife saying, you have this belief that we are so very cruel, you know, like, oh, you know, we're not that cruel. And then later on, Drago, uh, in front of a dying Apollo, says, if he dies, he dies. So, like, our, you know, like... It's literally just minutes away. <laughs> so yeah, not the best writing, but this this movie does have a soft spot for me uh, because it was my first uh, Rocky movie, was my introduction to Rocky. Definitely one of those, it's the perfect turn your brain off and eat your popcorn and enjoy yourself movies. Just, my God, 80s. It's like the 80s threw up on this movie. <laughs> Mark Withers, the Rocky movie that ended the Cold War is at number seven. How do you feel, my friend? This was also number seven on my list. Uh, I'm gonna agree a lot with Bean Apple on this in terms of it being like one long music video. I grew up in the 80s, saw this in the theater, and my very first impression is the same as it is now, which is that it was essentially a collection of music videos with just a little bit of acting in between. I enjoyed it a lot more as a kid than I do now for all the same reasons that you mentioned, Brian. But that said, there are some great performances in there, including Dolph Lundgren. I think that if you look at the intention in his eyes when he delivers some of the lines, you'll see a different character than what we've initially thought of Drago. I think that, you know, having uh, done a recent rewatch of the of the movie, you see sort of a, a fear in his eyes, a sort of a desperation of not wanting to let his country down, not wanting to let his wife down, um, but at the same time, not really wanting to hurt Rocky, not really wanting to hurt Apollo and feeling bad when Apollo dies. There's a sort of a sadness in his eyes when he delivers that line, if he dies, he dies. Also in that final fight towards the end, you see him a sense of him giving up at the end, towards the end, and him actually not really wanting to win. And I think that one of the marks of a great actor is being able to convey those intentions without delivering it in the text, being able to just show that with your body language and your face. And I think Dolph Lundgren does that in spades in this movie and doesn't get uh, near enough attention for it. You know, adding to that amazing soundtrack, including the songs that you mentioned, Davis, but also Living in America by James Brown. Yes. <laughs> most patriotic American songs of all time is in this movie. And I love it just for that. Now it is, while it is very low on my list here, as far as the Rocky franchise, it's still one of my favorite movies of all time. I gotta give it that. Very well said, Mark. And this is rock bottom for me. This is not number eight on my list, but that doesn't mean I dislike the film. However, this very well could move up the list after the Rocky Four director's cut comes out 
next week, you know, at the time of this recording. So we're de I'm definitely looking forward to that. That being said, I want to just repeat some of the stuff I said on the Real Talk podcast episode that we did, Mark. The interesting thing about Rocky IV is the history. Like, it, this was like, a, this was a Ronald Reagan era film. This was one of those movies that like, Ronald Reagan just came out and praised because he's a former action star himself. And he was just like, you know, hey, everyone needs to check out this film. It's very well done. It's very well shot. I love it. This is like the most American film I've ever seen, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then that was basically Ronald Reagan saying, if you know, if you don't like this movie, you're against America, basically. That was that was his way of saying it. That being said, I appreciate Now, listen, I did not. I was born in these. I, so I, I kind of missed that era or I don't really remember it. <laughs> <laughs> so and i get i get crap from people all the time like oh my god if only you knew what was going on in our country at the time yada 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 i get that but i look at this movie as a fan of the sweet science as a fan of the sport of boxing i watch this movie and i it just i just can't believe any of it there's no way no how going 15 rounds, which they don't do anymore, by the way, go 15 rounds with a man that size and taking that kind of punishment. Oh my God, it's a war. There's a, he just rustled Doggle to the, that doesn't happen in boxing. Just, that, that would have been disqualified right. so early. But it I was mean, a non-sanctioned fight, Jay. Still, but I will say this, a shout out to the, to the Real Talk Movie Podcast. They said, if this was a real fight on pay-per-view, you got your money's worth. They're absolutely right, but I, I just I just can't believe this movie at all. As far as Apollo dying, that part I that part I believe because that was an over-the-hill Apollo that had no business being in the ring, so on and so forth. And yes, there has been boxers that die in the ring. In fact, it's it's happened recently. So I can believe that. It's just the, that that final fight I just cannot comprehend. And like I said, I will be very interesting to see what Stallone does differently this time through. Again, it may be at the bottom of my list, but I don't outright dislike this movie at all. It's it's a fun movie. I just I just can't suspend my belief at all. Oh yeah, I totally get where you're coming from with that. Like both times, Ivan Drago fights, and they didn't even bother to test him for PEDs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand still why Apollo wanted to fight Drago. I mean, I, I get like he wants to remain, you know, relevant, but he had been retired at that point for a while. Why then was he really retired? <laughs> <laughs> too soon, too soon. Mark, you have a really great fan theory. You have I mean, you got a couple fan theories. Can you just dish those out real quick? Dark fan theory first is that he, <laughs> all right, I probably shouldn't say this. I didn't do it, but, no. <laughs> now you've got to. <laughs> yeah. But this would have been around the time that he would have found out about Adonis. And <laughs> he couldn't tell Marianne, so he had to go out one way or another. Oh, so that's, that's, that's one fan theory. That is <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> So the popular belief among Rocky fans is that that Drago's wife left him because he lost that match. After rewatching it, I get the impression that she left because he basically choked out 
the the Soviet leader on national television, humiliating her and the entire family. And so in order for her to sort of save her standing, you know, within the Soviet Union, she would and, and save her reputation, she probably would have had to leave. Yeah, no, it's not a bad one. And then just real quick, okay, I'll, let me just throw in one positive. One thing, I think my favorite part of this movie, and I feel like no one talks about this enough, I love Apollo's us against them speech that he says to Rocky when they're watching the old tape. I love that because I, I just love how it's, just, you know, it's us against them. We, we, you know, we can't just flip a switch, you know, and then he's like, He's like, well, I don't want to change you. I don't want you to change either. I like who we are. I, I don't care. I love that. I just love that speech that Apollo gives to Rocky and then convinces Rocky. And then he goes, well, what are we going to do after the fact? Hey, we'll think of something else. So, uh, again, great great performance from uh, Carl Weathers. And, yeah, I absolutely That is such, like, an Apollo Creed thing to say, too, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, living in America. I work out to that song, dude. Like, badass. I go around the gym like I'm Apollo Creed, you know? <laughs> Do you tip your cap also with your boxing gloves on? <laughs> I, I yeah, own, um, it's, it's, it's like the Rocky, like, greatest hits soundtrack. And pretty much every song from Rocky Four is on that soundtrack. Rocky the Musical, you're right. All right, now we're going to have some problems on this list now, all right? At number six and i'm disappointed in all you guys rocky two is number six go ahead davis i had rocky two at number six myself now just to make it clear i really liked rocky two i felt that it was a fantastic sequel to its predecessor it was really interesting seeing rocky go from the bottom and and then to the top with with all the money that he gained from that fight with with Apollo, it is a tad uh, upsetting to see him like just be uh, like overtaken by the money that uh, that he that he spent from that fight, where he he buys three cars, one for himself, Polly uh, and and then Adrian, like the clothes that that, that, he, that he wears, the watches. It was a little a little upsetting to see, but in a good way. Also, I feel like some of the best highlights in the Rocky series come from the second movie, like the whole the whole thing with chasing the chickens. Everyone is is running with Rocky to the steps, and then finally, Adrian, I did it. You cannot go wrong with that. Like it's it, it's it's got some amazing moments, but um, yeah, Rocky two, I love it, just not as much as some of the others. Ryan. Rocky 2 cracks at number 6. How do you feel? Uh, this was my number 7. I was kind of underwhelmed by it. But again, I still enjoyed watching it, you know? <laughs> I liked how Apollo Creed was in the first Rocky. I don't like how they turned him into a quasi-over-the-top villain in this one. Come on! <laughs> He was more human in the first one, you know, like, and in this one, he's like taunting Rocky via the newspaper. And, you know, it's like the bully tactic, man. Yeah, I mean, and it, and yeah. clearly it worked because it got him back in the ring after he spent all of his money. I, I do like how they it shares some of the same beats as the first Rocky, you know, but it, it doesn't pull like a Home Alone 2, you know, where it's pretty much like the exact same movie, but just taking place in another location, you know, but. It shares some similarities, kind of like Back to the Future movies, you know, where they they tap on certain beats, and I like that. 
I love how, you know, it starts the tradition of taking place immediately after uh, its predecessor. I get Ap Apollo's pride was hurt, uh, but, you know, literally like in the first fight, he, he says, you know, ain't gonna be no rematch. I don't want one. And then as they're being wheeled out moments later, you know, he's like, you know, rematch anytime. Okay, I don't know what changed in the 10 minutes that they left <laughs> the arena. I know why, it's because of the, his immediate reaction to the judges and the press. I'm sure he was listening to what they were saying, and then finally, that's my take. That's the impression I got. See, that's that, how, that would make it, sense. It, what, I could get on board. Was, it, with was that. it explained good? No, it's just that's the impression I got. All right. See, I could get on board with that. I agree with Davis, though. A lot of memorable moments that, you know, when you think of Rocky, this is possibly what you think of as far as, you know, chasing the chicken and the Yo Adrian, I did it thing. But, it, w it wasn't a bad sequel at all. Uh, it was just kind of forgettable for me. Okay, okay. Uh, 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 okay, now, hey, oh, hang boy. on. First you're like, yeah, it has some really iconic moments. And then you're like, well, it was forgettable. Then those three moments. There were, th when I was rewatching this, there was so much of this movie I completely forgot about, including the fact that Adrian goes into a coma like, that's a huge thing, and I completely forgot about that. All I remembered was, you know, chasing the chicken. He's got to go right-handed, and then he's going to switch it up for the last, like, minute and a, or second and a half of the fight for some reason. Overall, like I said, it, it was just most of the movie, I was just kind of underwhelmed by it. But it was it was still a decent watch. Mark Weathers, we got Rocky Two at number six. Go ahead. So I actually have this at number five. And I really enjoyed this movie, especially after watching them sort of consecutively, you know, this past week, it really does feel like a natural progression from the first movie. You know, he loses, but he wins a big purse and it's the most money he's seen in his entire life. And so if you are a person who's had next to nothing your whole life and all of a sudden you have all of this money, the first thing you're going to do is uh, spend it like crazy. It's going to burn a hole in your pocket, and that's exactly what happened, you know. And they showed all they showed that, and they showed the sort of internal struggle that Paolo was having in terms of his ego, and you know, like he doesn't, even though he won technically, like something within him tells him that he didn't really win, and he needs to prove that he's actually the better fighter, not just to everybody else, but he needs to prove that to himself. There's uh, some really good character development there, some some really good story there. There are a few moments there that I'd kind of forgotten about, you know, you know, seeing it as a kid versus now. But I think that, you know, among the more story-driven Rocky films in the franchise, this is this is pretty high up there. It's definitely not my favorite or close to my favorite, but I do really enjoy it. You got all three of <laughs> you guys out. disappointed me. I had this ranked at number four, and I'll say this. I'll say this. Come on, Davis. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Listen. I'll say this right here right now. The, the older I get, okay, I'm, I'm about to turn 35. The older I get, the more I love this movie because seeing Rocky struggle, everything that Mark just talked about, seeing Rocky struggle with everything with his finances and everything going on in his life, like I have experienced and felt similar struggle. So this is, I know when we watch movies, we want escapism. But sometimes we love these movies because we can relate to characters. And I feel like this is the movie I can relate to the most. Because seeing Rocky struggle, 
you know, finding work, doing jobs like he does, he's not normally used to doing, strikes a nerve for me. And I, that's why I really love this movie. That, and this movie gave me some of my favorite dialogue ever. I'm just gonna rip through some one-liners here. Okay, one of my favorite scenes, shout out to Burgess Meredith, you know, obviously rest in peace, but what, what a phenomenal actor he was. I love the fact that Rocky's watching TV and Apollo's doing the bully tactic saying, wherever you are, Rocky, you know, let's do this again. You know, you're a bum, this, this, is that. And he's watching the, and he's, 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 you know, he's bouncing ball. He's like kind of pissed off watching the TV. And then Burgess Meredith just flips out after the fact that he said, hey, let's test that eye of yours, you know? Okay. So after the fact that he said, hey, you got the heart, kid, but you ain't got the tools no more. But anyway, fast forward. He, he races out of, out of his chair after seeing the news conference, you know, the news story. Okay, pounds on Rocky's door, doesn't even say, hey, how, did, you see, did you watch the TV? Or, hey, how you doing, Rock? No, he just says, I say we ought to knock his block off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Another <laughs> great line. Right at the beginning of the movie. And this is, and this is what makes boxing, the sport of boxing, so great. I don't care what those judges say. This is the man that won the fight. That is a great line. Yeah. And then, of course, you're going to eat lightning and you're going to crap thunder. Oh, God, just so much greatness in this, this movie. Just just bleeds greatness, man. I just love everything about this movie, man. I, I, and the thing I can appreciate, too, this is not a sequel to Rocky 1. This is a continuation. It's not a sequel. Yes. It's a con Rocky 3 is a sequel. This is a continuation. And I just love it. It just it just flows perfectly from one to two. It doesn't feel like another movie. This feels like a continue an extended version of the first one. I just absolutely love it. And shout out to Duke. I love another scene I love about this movie. You know, hey, I won, but I didn't beat him. And then and then he goes, he's like, Paul goes, Duke, Duke, tell me something. Be honest with me. Did I win that fight? I saw you beat that man. I've never seen a man get beaten before. And the man kept coming after you. Let it go. I know that feeling. Man, it's just, it just this movie just, the build up to the rematch was just so goddamn good. It's so goddamn good. And you understand. Yes, Apollo became the asshole. Yes, you know, he was likable in the first one. This one, he was not likable. But you understand the, the, the fact that, yeah, he, the way I look at it, he barely won that fight. He didn't beat him. Like, I understand the, the urge he wants to get back in the ring to prove to the whole world, to prove to himself. You know, the fact that he was getting letters mailed to his house. How could you carry that bum for 15? Man, everything about this movie is so great. And then seeing Rocky struggle with his finances, you know, you know, the birth of his child. And of course, you know, the, you know, everything going on with his you know relationship with his wife. And, and shout out to Roberto Duran, Hands of Stone with his cameo when he spits in the bucket. Ah, oh, this movie, <laughs> everything about this movie is great. Not as good as the first movie, but it's a perfect sequel. But to me, it's a, more of a continuation. I just love this film. And again, as the older I get, like I said, as a kid, it felt it like a drag. But as an adult in my mid-30s, I love this movie. And I can just relate to this movie more now than I ever did. And that's why it's number four on my list. And this is why the three of you disappointed me. <laughs> <laughs> You're selling I will it say me, this, though, man. Though, like, shout out to, to Stallone uh, in terms of directing. Right. Because the first one was directed by Erwin Winkler. Now you have a completely different director. I mean, even though he basically spearheaded, you know, basically wrote story and did everything, but a completely different director 
but carries on the exact same vibe and energy and look and everything of the first film. Like it's seamless. And that's, you know, that that is not very easy to do. And so you got to give the guy respect, you know, in, in terms of his directing ability for that. Excellent. Well said, Mark. And I'm hoping maybe you guys will, now that you heard my point of view, maybe you guys will lean on down and roll thing. You know what? Jay was right. <laughs> maybe not well, maybe not today because i know you guys won't admit to you know to the defeat to the goat right here but it's all good the, 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 they're all great jay it, yeah, it, I, let, 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 let's be real it's not easy ranking the rocky movies this is yeah, agreed it's a soapy's yeah. choice for sure yes yeah. absolutely that being said moving down this list at number five creed two go ahead davis i actually had a Creed 2 at number 3 on my on my list. I really liked this one and and I feel like you can't talk about Creed 2 without talking about Creed 1. Now, I just want to say with all these like franchise revivals that that have been booty sauce like Star Wars, so so unforgettable like Star Trek, you have Creed which still carries the same heart and soul and just overall spirit that that the Rocky movies had, which is a testament to how timeless this film franchise is. As for Creed 2, I feel like it does a really good job keeping that spirit alive. And it's also heartbreaking just seeing like what happens to Adonis in this movie. And it's also very inspiring and uplifting just to see his rise towards the end. It's It was, it was, it was truly wonderful. And also really like the tension between Rocky and Drago like in that movie. There's also that deleted scene where, where, where they fight in the hospital. But honestly, I'm glad that, that they cut that out. Like, like there was there was no reason for that like whenever those two shared a scene together like you feel very anxious like you don't know what's going to happen because y you know there's serious serious beef between those two and and the way they pulled that off was excellent and and of course Sylvester Stallone like he he's still got it as Rocky but Dolph Lundgren as as uh, Ivan Drago in this one man I uh, honestly I felt bad for him I I really did you really get a sense that he is a man who lost everything after the events of Rocky IV Agree uh, to fantastic sequel part of a fantastic revival of a timeless film franchise excellent well said. So Brian, we have the our first Creed movie cracks the list at number five at Creed Two. How do you feel of that being number five? Uh, I get on board with that. I think I have it at number four personally. For me, my favorite part of Creed Two was actually not the boxing stuff. It was the stuff that was happening behind the scenes of the boxing stuff, like the relationship between Donnie and Bianca. And the two of them, the chemistry between the two yes. of them is just natural, you know? I'm rooting for them, you know? And, and I actually feel emotion for them, like when their kid is deaf, or it looks like, you know, or she is going to be deaf. But that stuff, to me, was just way more interesting than what I went to the movie originally for, which was, you know, Drago's kid versus Creed's kid. I thought that was going to be like the most exciting thing. And to me, it was like, it was interesting. I loved seeing Drago again. And I love that they did give him some more personality, some more to work with. Victor Drago, I know I just said it about his father, but tell me two things about him other than 
He's Drago's kid. I know nothing about him. I think he works in like some shipyard or something. That's all I know. I wanted to get to know him more. You know, I wanted to know like, what was his upbringing more? They kind of hint about it a little bit, but I just, I wanted more of that. Bo Derek in the movie, I'm kind of torn because I get it. Like it, you know, Drago is humiliated, you know, and his son doesn't care for his mother. It's a glorified cameo and I'm not really, I don't know if I was really on board with that. Having said all that, I am so stoked for when we get Creed 3 out in theaters, because my God, I will be first in line to go see that one. By the way, Creed 3 is coming out Thanksgiving next year. So we only got one year to wait. One yes. year to wait. So, yes. Mark, Creed 2 at number five. What do you got, man? I actually have this at number six, not because I dislike this movie, but I just don't love it as much as some of the other Rocky slash Creed movies in the franchise. I do think that Stephen Cable Jr. did a great job directing it. There's some awesome performances in it. It actually has one of my favorite lines of the entire franchise, which is, you know, in the scene where Rocky and Adonis are sort of arguing about whether or not he should actually take the fight and Rocky explains to him that that man broke things in me that have never been fixed, which is a callback to the beginning of Rocky V and why he no longer is a fighter, why he could no longer carry on his boxing career. And I, I just thought that that was a really powerful and smart line to put in that movie to sort of set the tone, set the explanation for why Rocky is so against Donnie taking this fight and the dangers of that fight. I also think that we finally get more insight into Marianne, which we haven't seen really in any of the other films. I think that Sylvia Meals did a, a great job in the early Rocky movies, but Felicia Rashad, man, what can you say about her? She's a dynamite actress and she provides the mother you know, of, you know, you see more from her point of view, like her worrying about what's going to happen to him and like, should he even be fighting at all and that, that kind of thing. I don't think that that gets enough praise. There's a lot to like in this movie, but there's not enough in the movie for me to rank it higher than six. I actually had this ranked exactly as the official list. Mine, I had this at number five. I just want to give a quick shout out here. Uh, interesting fact when they filmed this movie, the first fight between Adonis and Victor Drago was at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. When they filmed that scene, that was the same night that Deontay the Bronze Bomber Wilder fought Luis Ortiz, King Kong Ortiz in their first fight. So when they had that fight at the Barclays Center, uh, Stallone and the film crew, they actually filmed the audience before that, that main event so you, you know, to capture for this movie. Just wanted to share that. The beauty of this movie though, from a storytelling perspective, I love the fact that they humanized Drago, where in Rocky IV, he was this big, goofy cartoon character. He was like, like David said earlier, he was just a Russian, you know? This time they humanized him. He talked about the, you know, his struggle, how he lost everything, you know, he, how he blames Rocky for, you know, everything he lost. And to combat what Brian said earlier, where he said, well, what about Victor? I just love the one line that Ivan says to Rocky in the restaurant, which is one of my favorite scenes, by the way. He says, my son, all he knows I love that dialogue. He just explained yeah, that is pretty I, badass. Yeah. I trained my son from the jump, and that all he knows is, you know, hurting people. From a technical aspect, I want to say something. I loved what they did, and I wish they did it more. 
Okay, so going back to Creed 1, they had they had the, the, the beautiful one-shot fight. This movie did something pretty cool too, and I wish they did it more. In that first fight at the Barclays Center, there was a point of view where they showed Victor punching the dots, and then they actually showed like the point of view where he was actually punching the camera. That was brilliant. I that wish they did more. Yeah. There's only two, there was two shots of it. I wish they did more of that. I wish they did it from both perspectives. Would have been cool. I mean, it kind of reminded me, if anyone plays video games here, the, the old Fight Night games, Fight Night Round 3, where you're about to get knocked out and it goes to the point of view. Like, I loved it. I just, that's what it felt like to me. So from a technical aspect, I love that they, you know, they went they went with another cool, you know, camera trick that uh, that they never did for any of the previous Rocky or Creed movies. So I appreciate that. And as you guys said, the relationship between Donis and Bianca, and, and one of the parts that gets me every time that just tears my heart apart. Because remember, she said that she was, Bianca was worried about that her hearing impairment. She said she didn't know if it was hereditary, hereditary or not. And it turned out it was. So when his newborn daughter was born deaf, it absolutely killed me. Like, wow. Oh, dude. Talk yeah. about some drama, man. That's a really heart-wrenching scene when he's they're doing the hearing tests and just that, like, the starts, like, trickling down his cheek. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Absolutely, but anyway, it was great performances all across the movie. Now, the reason why I had this ranked number five, now I will say this, when I first saw the movie, I had this ranked really high because I was coming off really high. I, was, I came off the movie theater super high, like, oh my God, this is so awesome, I love it. And I also love the parallels with, with the towel, you know, where he actually threw in the towel, and I, I like the fact they went a little bit deeper into the, and, you know, with Duke's son and, and, and their training yeah. camp. I appreciate that. They went. They went deeper into the franchise. They went deeper with Drago. But as far as execution goes, it was very cut, copy, and paste of Rocky 2, II, Rocky 3, and Rocky 4. Yes. But that being said, it's still an excellent addition to the franchise, and I love it very much. At number four, Rocky Balboa, a.k.a. Rocky 6. Go ahead, Davis. I also had Rocky Balboa at number four. I'm just going to say this is what Rocky V should have been. Everything that Rocky V tried to do, this one does, and it does it beautifully. Like all, all the callbacks to the previous films, Balboa does it in a way where there's just so much heart and soul. And I also really like that last fight at the end and how it shot as if it were a pay-per-view broadcast. Like I thought that was super cool. Plus his opponent, I, I appreciate that uh, it's just a normal dude. No, like no Ivan Drago or Apollo. Like it's stuff like that 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 really grounds Rocky Balboa in, in, in a very good way. It's like everyone is humanized here. Ryan, Rocky Six at number four. Go ahead. I had it at three. God, I hate to echo everything that Davis says, but I just I agree 100% with everything that he said. A couple things to add on to the the concept of Rocky fighting in a fight and what was he like 60 in this movie yep 60. Yep. The, the concept is so ridiculous and in fact when the movie was being made and i heard you know that this was coming out i'm like oh god you got to be kidding me but not once at all during this movie was i thinking this is so stupid this is ridiculous because it's just played so realistic even the boxing commission uh doesn't want to give him his license back right away you know even after he takes a bunch of physical tests for them and whatnot. But which he passes all of them, but they he still passes don't. all of them. Yeah. And and like you said, Davis, the, the antagonist is not like a villain per se. You know, it's just the guy who's on top right now. Who, he, he is what Rocky was at the beginning of Rocky Three. you know? The, the movie is just laid out so 
perfectly. I really enjoyed this movie when it first came out and I enjoyed it even more when I rewatched it for this retrospective. I love the relationship between Rocky and Polly. I was not a fan of when they made Polly like a buffoon, like in Rocky three and four. Yeah. Uh, that was much for me. This one is a little more grounded. The relationship, the heart to heart that they have, it's like legitimately emotional. I think there's a scene where Polly says that Rocky's living in the past and Rocky says like, the past is so much better than the present because yeah. basically everybody but Polly is gone, which like I, when I saw that, I was like, oh damn, that's like heavy right there. I, I do like how the fight was presented like a pay-per-view event. I think I recall hearing that they filmed it with different like high def cameras, which at the time was like, whoa, kind of a big deal. I like that they brought Spider Rico back as a little cameo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Completely unnecessary but again it's like that's how you get it back to your roots you know you got back to the roots so much better in rocky six than in rocky five you know obviously time has passed since rocky five this movie does a great job showing us what rocky's life is like instead of just telling us if that makes any sense you know you see him like feeding the birds and you know you know just how his place looks and all that stuff definitely like this movie a, a, quite a bit mark weathers rocky six at number four what do you got at this? This was also number four on my personal list. And I love this movie. What I think is great about it is it's a true going back to basics type of film in the franchise where, you know, what makes Rocky special throughout the entire franchise is that we're rooting for him as the underdog. He's constantly facing adversity. He's constantly the person that the average person would underestimate. And here we have that sort of in spades. We have an older Rocky, a former champion who can who hasn't boxed in years, who now has bone spurs, who now has all of his speed is it has left him. All of his natural ability is now gone because of his age. And yet we believe that he can win. You know, we believe that he has a shot. And this film is put together in such a way that it continues to inspire us as we watch it. In addition to that, all of the stuff outside of the ring and outside of the boxing, incredibly poignant. That one scene where, you know, towards the beginning where Rocky is dragging Polly around on the tour of Rocky and Adrian's first date and we get all those callbacks to the first film. I think that is so tastefully done. I mean, it trades on nostalgia, but it's not done in such a way that it's like schlocky or hokey. It's very heart driven. That scene where Polly's like, I can't do this no more. He, he's like, I can't take this. You know, and he explains to him like, all of your memories with her were good because you treated her good. I treated her like trash and I have to live with that. That guilt that he feels, we feel that with him. By the way, Burt Young is the unsung hero of this franchise. I'm, I don't care what anybody says. He is one of the best actors to come out in his generation. And you know, the fact that he wasn't more recognized during that time is a crime. I and mean, he really did a great job throughout the franchise, but especially in this movie. Guys, please don't kill me. I love this movie so much. This is my number six, but I love this movie, okay? As you guys just pointed out, the beginning is so hard to watch because Adrian's gone. Polly, like Mark just said, you know, just regrets how he treated her. There was actually a deleted scene. Now, it's a damn shame they took it out, but the scene where Polly flips out about the watch, and then he says, you're gonna do a great job, Rock. Before that scene, there was a scene where Polly just broke down in tears and just explained 
to Rocky once again. I was so awful to Adrian. I, like this, I wish they kept that in, but it's really, really hard to watch. I'll say that. There was also a deleted scene where apparently Polly did have a girlfriend, and there was a scene where uh, Polly's girlfriend comes in to get all his stuff out of Rocky's house or his apartment. Caught Rocky by surprise. Well, what are you doing here? Oh, didn't Polly tell you he's moving in with me now? And this, this, and that. Why they took that out, I don't know, but I'm glad they did because it was just out of left field. Like, oh, we didn't know Polly was seeing somebody. There's nothing wrong with this movie per se. It's just, there's, I just like Rocky 2 and some of the other movies we're gonna talk about. I just like that, like those one more. But what I will say this, this movie has the best monologue of all time. If you wanna get yourself yes. amped up, you wanna get amped up, man. It's not about how you take the hit. It's about taking the hit and keep going forward. Like, ugh. It's not about that how team. hard you hit. Yes. And then I just love at the very end where he just says to his son, hey, don't forget to visit your mother. Like, yeah. that's another part that tucks up the heartstrings. It's little moments like that, you know, mm -hmm. like, don't forget to visit your mother that are like, God, so much heart is in this movie, you know? And shout out to Stallone because this was his career comeback. Because after the crap that was driven in 2002, Stallone said, I'm done making movies. What better way to come back to the world of acting, to bring back Rocky, to bring in his own studio, his own production, behind the camera, on the camera, producing and writing, once again, reviving the franchise. And you know what, just like David said, this is what Rocky V should have been. And also, I love the cameos. Skip Bayless, um, <laughs> Mike Tyson. He was a jerk in that movie. Yes, Mike Tyson. <laughs> Antonio Tarver was a great villain, even though uh, David's kind of right, he's not really a villain. Or what Mark said, he's just, he's just the guy at the top. And that's the point of his character. Yeah, and I met Antonio Tarver at the at the Boxing Hall of Fame. Uh, cool dude. And then, you know, we talked a little bit about Rocky Six as well. So it was cool that, you know, they used a real boxer, kind of like they did in Rocky Five. They used a real boxer to, you know, shoehorn into the movie. That was really cool. And of course, shout out to Max Kellerman, who's more famous than ever now. At the time, he worked for HBO with Jim Lampley. It was cool seeing him in this, a young Max Kellerman nonetheless. But here's my favorite thing about this movie. I feel like nobody talks about it enough. Besides that great monologue, this movie had my favorite favorite ending he just walks the f away he didn't care yeah. what the judges he didn't care about the results he did what he had to do he got all that out of his system he he actually landed the last punch before the bell rung he went out the way he had to go out and i also love the fact that in, in the, before that last round where um his son you know goes he's like dad dad there's nothing more to prove there's nothing more to prove you know you you've done great after the fact he struggled with his son that was not that's another thing the fact that he was struggling his relationship with his son that's another thing that really gets to me too and, and i i put i put myself in that situation if my mom for the record my both my parents are still alive but if my mom were to go first like how my dad and i would be and this movie kind of makes yeah. me think think that way um, right and shout out to milo where... ventimiglia in that yes. you know what i mean like very young milo ventimiglia from this is us and from heroes this was probably the first time he was ever on my radar as Rocky Jr. And I think he did a great job kind of, especially in those particular scenes where he's like saying to Rocky that like, you know, everywhere I go, I have to live in your shadow. I have to, you know, people only want to know me to get close to you and like that, that kind of a thing. And I think that he really like did a good job of sort of conveying that. And in the subsequent uh, Creed movie, you know, in Creed 2, he's great too. But yeah, it was my, but it was my favorite ending. I like the fact he just walked away, didn't even care what the results were because he, he got, went out the way he had to go out and got it out of his system. I just, I just love 
that ending, I feel like not enough people talk about the way that was executed. I just love that, it. That's a phenomenal point. I forgot to mention that as well. Yeah. I love he walks away, biggest smile on his face, like no regrets whatsoever. Like like you said, he, he got done what he needed to do and now he's good. He didn't win the fight, but he won the night. And that's what uh, Max Kellerman said in the movie. So I just I just love how that was done. Yeah, so it's it's an all around great movie. And it, like I said, it was a perfect comeback for Sylvester Stallone to, you know, what followed after that. You know, we ended up getting another Rambo, then we got the Expendables. And then out of nowhere, years later, we got Creed. So it was really cool that if it wasn't for this movie, who knows if we would have got Creed or not. So I'm really glad that Creed really acknowledged this movie too, you know, with the restaurant and everything else. So at number three, with no pun intended, don't give him a statue, give him guts. Rocky three, is that number three? Go ahead, Davis. I had Rocky three at number two. I am a little biased because this was technically my introduction to Rocky. And going back to what I was saying earlier about it, I just love how hot-blooded of a movie that is. Like just the sheer energy that, that Mr. T and Stallone bring out in this movie is unmatched. That last fight between Stallone and Mr. T is just, it is phenomenal stuff. It's also a bit goofy because it it's almost like something something you'd see in like a comic book or an anime. It was, it was a little ridiculous, but I loved it. And aside from that, I also like how it kind of shows the dangers of a comfort zone, if you will. Rocky is at the top. He has so much to lose, but he doesn't realize it. And then you have Clubber Lang, who basically came from the very bottom, just like Rocky, with nothing to lose. He is out for blood. He is he's coming after Rocky. And it's just really intense all throughout. And certainly devastating when Clubber Lang takes that title from Rocky after their first fight. And at that point, you're really rooting for Rocky to kind of just get his shit together and get that damn title back. I want to say there's no way that Hulk Hogan was 390 at that time. That uh, <laughs> Okay, I wrestled in middle school and high school. That is bullshit. No, no man can weigh 390 and look like that. Davis, he's the ultimate male. That's right. If he was the ultimate male, then at that point, he'd be considered more morbidly obese. I don't think that's pretty ultimate. I think that's pretty <laughs> upsetting. <laughs> but oh yeah, Rocky Three. Love it so much. That's all I got. Ryan, Rocky 3 at 3. Dish it out, man. Ooh, I... This is a tough one because I freaking love this movie for all the reasons that Davis mentioned. But there are so many, like, just over-the-top ridiculous parts. Uh, the Thunderlip Spite being one of them that you either love it or you hate it. I loved this movie when I was a kid and I still stand that uh, the second fight between Rocky and Club Berlang. Like, oh my God, you're just like rooting for him to kick his ass, you know? But then there's stuff like the, the Thunderlips fight that I'm like, is this done just to pad out the movie time? Because that's kind of how it feels right now, you know? The ultimate male versus the ultimate meatball. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's for charity. It's for charity. It also takes <laughs> up like 15 minutes of the movie. Even having just totally made fun of that, it's awesome! 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. This is such a tough one to talk about. I wish that Rocky and Adrian had more than like two scenes together. And one of those scenes, by the way, is them singing my favorite song, Take Me Back, which we've heard now for like how many times. I love the scene of them on the beach, though. You know, that's a very uh, heartfelt scene. I love Apollo's role in this movie. I love that he comes back and actually trains Rocky. It just, it felt like a natural progression for him. I loved having him around. He's one of my favorite characters in this entire series, honestly. There is no tomorrow! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Rock, what's the matter with you? <laughs> I wrote down, uh, if the movie Rocky, the first one, is top sirloin, then Rocky Three is a hamburger. Still fun and tasty, but there's really no comparison between the two, you know? Like, I, I love my hamburger as much as the next guy, but if I had a choice, I'm gonna pick top sirloin every time. But again, having said all that, God, is this movie kick-ass. Mark Weathers! I know you're passionate about this movie. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, passionate isn't even the word. I mean, I know I have this at number three, but I mean, I very much grew up with this being my absolute favorite Rocky movie. And even up until recently, I would have ranked this at number one, if not, you know, rewatching these in order and sort of having a different, seeing these things from a different perspective. That said, I mean, I love everything about this movie. I love Mr. T in this. He just gives like a, a completely electrifying performance. Just the sheer energy, you know, as Davis said, the way that he conveys animosity. And even like his trash talk game is off the charts. Like, you know, when he's being interviewed and a guy's like the, you know, the upcoming challenge, the upcoming rematch, he's like, oh, there is no challenge because Rocky is no challenge, but I'll gladly beat up on him some more. You know, like just crazy, you know what I mean? Like just so much fun to watch him. But in addition to that, one of the main reasons why I love this movie is because it's the same reason that I love Superman 2, right? It asks the question, what happens to Superman when he loses his powers, right? Like who is he without that, right? Well, Rocky's superpower is his heart, right? His his ability to just go into a situation knowing that there's an excellent chance he's gonna lose, knowing that he's gonna take a beating, but he still has the heart to go forward and take that beating, right? What happens when Rocky loses that? What happens when he becomes afraid, when he doesn't think that he has a shot of winning? Who is he then? I just like how that was conveyed in this movie. And I love the dynamic, the chemistry between Rocky and Apollo in this movie, the the banter between them, True the bromance. you know the, the budding friendship, yeah, the bromance between them. Like you I got just, me I curious, just, Apollo. Right. <laughs> okay, you got me curious. Wow. Okay. Anyway. I mean, there's there's just so much to love about this movie, notwithstanding the running theme song of the movie, Eye of the Tiger. It's a perennial masterpiece as far as I'm concerned, and I'll just end on that. Very well said. I'm in agreement with everybody here. This is my number three. This is a movie you, you eat a steak and you're like ready to take on the world, man. It's like this is a shot of adrenaline. Look, as much as I love the approach of the first two movies, and how dramatic they are, and how relatable they are, and how much I love them. The hard left turn that the franchise took in number three was for the better. I don't care what anybody says. Like Mark said earlier, it, it, it was the 80s, that was the time. 
And you know what? I'm so glad that they did. What, what the third movie did for the franchise was for the better. Now, Brian, I have to come at you for a minute. The Hulk Hogan fight. All right. It's very common today, and it was common back then too, where a boxer took on a wrestler for charity or for an exhibition. Muhammad Ali did it. Floyd Mayweather did it. Just recently, Tyson Fury did it. Silly as it seems, seen, you know, Rocky and Thunderlips. It happens a lot, and I love it. Especially when he's just like, hey, how come they're carrying him? He's walking. How much do you think he eats? <laughs> About 202 pounds. Weighing 202 pounds. <laughs> and then, of course, run for your life! <laughs> I've seen guys so bigger than dinosaurs. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then Polly, hey, Rocco, remember the neighborhood! <laughs> <laughs> I love that the movie goes hard on the comedy element because there's so much. Not that, the, don't worry, all the movies have a sense of humor, but this one goes hard into that humor and I love it. Now, I will say this. As a fan of the sweet science, everything about this movie is realistic when it comes to boxing, except the actual fights. Because the amount of punches that are exchanged in every round is about the same amount of punches you'll see in an entire fight, if that, okay? With that being said, it's still freaking awesome because it's like, you see these two superhuman beings just beating the crap in, in both fights and it's just so it's such an adrenaline rush and i love it and i also like the fact that the second fight is in real time it's three rounds but it's in real time whereas the other ones was kind of like a you know they cut go ahead brian what's up no i was just gonna say that is a very solid point um i think this might be the only rocky fight that we get in real time right all the other ones yeah. that for montage yeah. And I like the fact that the there was a strategy. Apollo had well, actually Mickey did too, but he didn't. Li well, well, obviously he had the the heart attack. But but you know, Mick said, "Hey, he's like, hey, Rock, take this guy to 15 rounds. This guy's never been in 15 rounds before. Wear him down. Don't go toe to toe." And he's right. But Apollo was right too. He's like, "Let's train for seven rounds. Put him away early. You gotta put him away early because you can't stay in the ring with a man with that ridiculous amount of power and speed. There's no way." Any man can go 15 rounds with this guy because eventually he's gonna land one. And he's gonna knock you in. He's gonna knock you in tomorrow. I love that Mick had a strategy and Apollo had a strategy, and, and I love how it was executed. And then in the training, well, I like the fact that this movie kind of broke the race barrier a little bit because Apollo taught Rocky, you know, how to fight defensive, how to use your distance, use your speed, which is typically what a black fighter, you know, nowadays, you know, it's what black fighters are best at. I like the fact that Rocky's like, you know, a big bumbling, you know, he's got no strategy. He's, he just comes comes forward where Apollo says, you know what? You're going to use your speed, you're going to use your leg, and you're going to counter, you know? So that's what I really love that, like, the, the movie really goes hard on, like, explaining boxing styles. You know, styles make fights and strategy. I love how they really, really went in with that. Apollo showing his way, his training his gym in Los Angeles, where he came from, you know, the eye of the tiger, like th like this movie, Dynamite. This movie is just like, this is fun. This is a movie you, you hang with your buddies and like, you know, you eat your steak and whatever. Like, uh, this is a man's movie through and through. So much to love about this movie, everything. I mean, and again, I feel like this is the best paced Rocky film because it's such a oh, yeah. fun watch. It's like, and of course, I also appreciate the opening montage, you know, where, you know, he's Rocky's famous now and 
He's had 10 defense, which is impressive. I know he fought bums, but to defend your yeah. title 10 times is really impressive because not many fighters have done that. There's that, that hungry warrior that's is, that's out for blood, out to get you. And who better than Mr. T? And yeah, like, oh, we go on and on about this movie. But yeah, I, I think this is appropriate place, but I will say this is the most rewatchable Rocky movie. I would agree with that 100%. Yes, me too. Drum roll, please. At number two, Creed. Go ahead, Davis. I had the first Creed at number five. However, I still really love this movie. Like I said earlier, Creed was a fantastic revival of the Rocky franchise, especially when compared to Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa was a great sort of quote unquote conclusion to the Rocky movies. It was a great bookend, but Creed was a fantastic revival coming off of that bookend. Very much like what I said about uh, Creed 2 and Rocky Balboa, the fact that it still has the spirit of the Rocky movies, however many decades later, that is a testament to the quality, the effort, all, all the blood, sweat, and tears that was poured into this grand story that's lasted for so long. It's absolutely timeless. It's a movie where you really, really root for Adonis and what he goes through in that movie. It's, it's really inspiring seeing him tr uh, to try to make a name for himself. And it was also wonderful seeing Sylvester Stallone again as Rocky, which again, he kills it. He's still just as good as he was. The, the, only, the only difference is the age. Ryan, Creed, the number two. What do you got? When I started watching the movies for this retrospective, I just fully expected that the original Rocky was going to be my number one pick. I had always loved Creed, but then I watched it and I'm like, I gotta say, this is my favorite of the entire series. I'm not saying anything negative about Rocky. Obviously, I love that movie. I love the character of Adonis Creed, Michael B. Jordan, holy I love how he's fueled by anger. He's not a perfect fighter either. He gets hit a lot, but he's also got some really quick moves. And by the way, the punches in this movie look real. This is the one I took the least amount of notes on because I was literally just watching it the entire time. That one take fight, oh my God. I remember seeing that in theaters and I was just like, how are they doing this? Like, it's still is one of the best scenes I've ever seen in a movie, period. I love the scene of when Adonis is watching the old uh, Rocky versus Apollo fight and he's like turned and like fighting his father. You know, he's fueled by his his anger. And you kind of, you finally get in the last fight there that, you know, he doesn't want to be seen as a mistake. And just like, man, that's so deep, you know, like, oh. And, that, and that's really why I rated this movie above Rocky is because every time I watch this movie, I feel something right in there. Love Rocky, but I don't feel as much emotion as I do with this one. Even the antagonist is written well. He's, you know, he's fighting so that way he can be with his family and he doesn't go to prison. You know, like th that works for me. You know, the role of Rocky um, becoming the trainer now, it just, it feels so natural. And I just, I love seeing him in that role. It, I, I want to go, as soon as we're done with this, I want to go watch it again. Like that's how much. <laughs> Mark Weathers, we got Creed at number two. This could have gone either way because these last three are really really close in the ranks 
But how do you feel uh, Creed being at number two? Man, I truly adore this movie. It's a true Sophie's choice for me between this and the first Rocky, uh, especially since Ryan Coogler is one of my favorite directors. Michael B. Jordan is one of my favorite actors. We get Sylvester Stallone in, in one of his best performances of his career, I wholeheartedly believe. I think that this was such an expertly done revival, uh, you know, to borrow Davis's word, everything about it is just, you know, in my opinion, just so perfectly done. Not only are there great callbacks to the first Rocky movie in terms of Adonis being sort of this up and coming underdog fighter, and then all of the parallels between this movie and the first movie, uh, even with the love story between him and Bianca sort of mirroring the love story between Rocky and Adrian. I can't say enough good things about this. I mean, the, su the subtext within the, the actual story is off the charts. I mean, just going right from the beginning where he's, you know, in Marianne's movie room and he's watching old footage uh, Rocky and Apollo fighting and he's like doing all of Rocky's moves and then when Apollo throws you know a series of punches he's doing all all of Apollo's moves and that that to me kind of says okay these are these two great giants and here's this here's the next generation of that and he's about to step into the footsteps of these two great men when Rocky gives uh Donnie Apollo's shorts right on the front it says Creed and on the back it says Johnson right Johnson represents the life that was behind him Creed represents the life that is in front of him the life that he's about to have I mean I just think the writing in this was, was so well done so well thought out they really crossed every t dotted every i here and I, I would be hard, so hard pressed to pick this and the first Rocky movie. And it only ended up as number two, really on a coin toss. Very well said. This also my number two. I will say this Creed, no cap, was the best movie of the 2010s. And I stick with that no matter what. What really does it for me, what makes this movie so great and it was one of my favorite movies of all time and why it's the sec my second favorite. First and foremost, I was mad that Stallone was nominated for the Oscar for Best Support Actor. He didn't win, but he did win the Golden Globe. But I was furious that he lost in the Oscars. I, I felt like Stallone, probably his best performance since the ending of the first Rambo. No yes. cap. And what, what makes this movie so special to me, my grandfather died of Hodgkin's lymphoma. So when, when Rocky was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, the, it it hit me so hard. And the way just Rocky like was facing the facts and saying, you know, my wife tried chemo and it, and she didn't make it. And then, you know, when he was talking to Adonis in the locker room saying, you know, my life was over there on, on the wall. Like, it just hit me so hard. And that's why I love this movie so much. And at the same time, I really love the character of Adonis, and I think Michael B. Jordan's become one of my favorite actors in recent years. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed his performances prior. This is what put him over the top for me, and now I just root for the guy, and, and watching where his career is going right now, and he's directing the next movie, and now he's producing uh, some DC properties, and, and you know, he's rumored to Bell Zod, like, it's just cool. Oh yeah, and of course, Black Panther. Black Panther happened because of this movie between Coogler and uh, Michael B. Jordan. So yeah, there's so much to love here. There's only one, I have one gripe with this movie, and this may be the reason why this is number two, not number one. And it's nothing to do with the movie per se. It's with the creative decision. Uh, Mark, we talked about this, but what bothers me, I hate the fact that 
Rocky Jr. did not come to his father's aid after he had that bothered the hell out of me. Luckily, Creed 2 rectified it and they actually reconciled at the end of Creed 2, and I'm happy about that. But at the time when this movie came out, it bothered me so much that his son ultimately left him and did not come to check on him when all that was going down. But that being said, you know, from the one take to, you know, to that final fight. And then, of course, when he gets knocked out and he sees this life kind of flash before his eyes and he sees an image of his father and then he wakes up and then nearly, you know, nearly wins the fight. Oh, God. Damn near perfect. You like literally making the hair on my arm stand up right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just everything about this movie is so damn amazing. And I really, really hope that the Creed chapters, I know we got Creed 3 coming out next year, but I, I really hope these Creed movies keep coming. With or without Stallone, I love this character enough. This beloved franchise continue. And again, props to Ryan Coogler and that amazing cast. And this is how you revive a franchise. Absolutely. Step aside, Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take note, Star Wars. That being said, it's obvious. At number one, my favorite movie of all time the original rocky oscar winning picture at number one davis go ahead what can be said about the first rocky that has never been said already it's easily one of the most influential movies ever made it's one of the most inspiring movies ever made it's like the storytelling and the character building it's absolutely rich it is a perfect movie like there isn't a single flaw about it just i'm still trying to wrap my head around like just how amazing excellent and just beautiful of a movie it is like uh, like the direction the writing the music the fights just i honestly can't put into words like just how great it is like it's it's a masterpiece in fact i feel like calling it a masterpiece is an understatement like i said before it's a story that has transcended time and basically anyone can connect to it. It's what life is all about. It's one of those movies. <laughs> Davis, I couldn't agree more. Brian, the original Rocky, ad number one. Go ahead. The movie's all right. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I hate it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, God, it was such a chore to watch. <laughs> Some things I picked up on watching it uh, for this uh, retrospective that I didn't really pick up on during previous watchings of it. In the beginning, how lonely a portrayal of Rocky. You know, he's he's practicing jokes for Adrian in in the mirror. You know, and he doesn't really have any friends. He has Polly, and that's pretty much it. I can't really count the guys on the docks and the guy that he works for as, as friends, you know? He's just like a lonely guy. He's not really living. He's just kind of existing, you know? Like Davis said, God, every character in this movie is just written perfectly. The fact that Stallone wrote it in, I think like three days, he basically wrote it in like a weekend. I mean, my God. And this is the, I think the first thing he wrote. I think he got the idea from, uh, it was a, an actual fight of Muhammad Ali and Chuck Wepner, the, yes. with the Bayonne bleeder, <laughs> um, <laughs> actually went quite a few rounds with Ali and even knocked him down rather uh, in one of the early rounds, which uh, happened in this movie as well. The movie's also shot 
beautifully that scene where Rocky's laying in bed uh, talking to Adrian, telling, you know, the famous go the distance, where it's just the slow zoom in. There's so many like external shots that are, it just, it gives like a beautiful tour of the city of Philadelphia, you know? There's just way so much to praise. The last thing that I noticed uh, when I was watching this movie is the number of really weird insults. I wrote them all down, if you'll humor me. They they call each other bum, like that's like the worst, that's like the C word, you know, like <laughs> the worst thing you could possibly say is calling someone a bum. Other weird insults are uh, meatball, tomato, loon, clown, yo-yo, and coconuts. Just you left out a uh, screw you creepo. Oh, I forgot about that one. Or maybe, you know, just my, my delicate ears. I didn't want to write it down. <laughs> but <laughs> my God, just, you know, what, what more can you say about Rocky? Just a beautiful masterpiece of the movie. Amen, my friend. Mark Weathers, Rocky at number one. What you got? I'm going to have to double down or triple down in this case. Everything about this movie is is absolutely perfect. You know, it's I love the character development you know, not just of Rocky, but of all the supporting characters. You love Mickey right from the moment that he's first on screen. You know, the way that that character is written and developed and, and how he feels about, you know, he's like annoyed with Rocky because he has so much talent, but he's wasting it being sort of a, a henchman for a, for a two-bit loan shark, as he puts it, you know? Polly, which, you know, I've said before, Burt Young, is the unsung hero of the franchise i mean you know that scene where you know he kind of flips out in the house you know right before rocky and adrian's first date he's just great throughout the movie there's just so much to love about this movie along with great script and great acting bill conti's score is just so well done and so well placed throughout like all the the music that goes with those scenes just kind of adds to the poignance of the film it's just a great film all the way around absolutely this is my number one as well and this is my favorite movie of all time i think this is a perfect movie 10 out of 10 and listen you may no one may agree with me here but i feel like this movie belongs in the you know the status of like your sis and kane you're gone with the wind your wizard of oz your godfather i'd rather watch rocky than any of those that's what that i'm saying just... it belongs in that <laughs> I don't category think any of us yes. would disagree i agree this is an achievement in american cinema it really is i feel like this is the greatest movie of all time and if you don't agree with me you at least got to say okay maybe we can include it in that conversation with those those films it belongs in that category at least but to me everything about this movie is perfect it's um, not only that this is something that anybody can relate to, anybody can watch, but like the fact that this is a character-driven story. We love all these characters, even though we have a flawed character like Polly, but you root for him. Mickey, Adrian, obviously Rocky, Apollo, and, and, and of course, you know, Apollo's crew in the gym, Duke, all those guys. These are all people you root for. You understand where they're coming from. You understand, like, it's just amazing that this movie's it's more than just a drama. It's more than just a box movie. It's more than just a sports movie. It's it's like the representation of the under the true underdog story, the the, the American spirit, and like the, the the thing I take from this movie is, if you get an opportunity, make the most of it. And I just and I believe it every time I watch it, and I just 
This movie it, it is a mandatory watch for me every Thanksgiving, which is why we're doing this for Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like this this movie is like the for any occasion, really, but for me, Thanksgiving. But it's just this movie is made for everybody, no matter who you are, what what you do. There's something you can get from this movie. And every time I watch, I pick up some small little detail or something like, you know, that I find, oh, wow, that was really great. Sheer perfection, well shot, well executed, well written, perfect score, perfect fight. Talk about a finale. What, what a fight. You know, another thing too is like, I believe Apollo Creed was the best one. I believe that he was Muhammad Ali. I believe that Apollo Creed's the heavyweight champ. And you're just rooting for this, this guy this underdog, he he gets this rare opportunity to go toe to toe with this guy, and when you when you feel that first knockdown, and everybody in the, in the bar is like jumping excitement, well, I jump in excitement too. That's how this movie makes me feel, and I just tear up at the end where when he gets knocked down at the end, and Mick's like, down, stay down, and you hear the count one, two, three, and then and then right before they get to nine, and then they show Adrian, she closes her eyes, and you're thinking. Holy crap, he beat the count. And he's still, and then Apollo turns around like, what the fuck? He's, he's, he's still, he's like, he wants to keep going? All right then. And then he's like, come on. And then he busts him up in the ribs again. And I love that final round, you know, where Duke's just like, you know, he's like, hey, he's like, you're coughing blood, champ. I'm stopping this fight. Burn no stop, no nothing. And then Rocky's in his court. Cut me, Mick. I can't see anything out of my eye. Right when he gets ready for that final run, stop this fight and I'll kill you. You know, like, and he goes out the way he get, goes out and Apollo's saved by the bell. And of course, he don't care about the results. He just wants to see Adrian. And it's perfect love story. And I, it's a perfect movie. And I would never change a thing about it. And this is, again, an American achievement in cinema. And this movie will be forever preserved. And... Yes, I got nothing more to say. Well said. said it perfectly. So that is all eight Rocky and Creed movies ranked. How did we do? Do you agree with our list? How would you rank all these movies? Please let us know in the comments section or in the Facebook discussion group. Before we go, I want everybody to plug themselves in. And before you plug yourselves in, what was your overall thoughts on the list? Go ahead, Davis. I was very surprised by how how close my list matched up with this one. I have no complaints about this list. It's completely fair, completely solid, completely understandable. Uh, this was just a really, really fun discussion. And uh, once again, I'm Davis Madol, also known as Titan Goji. You can find me on YouTube and also Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter. I also have a Patreon and Public if you wish to support the channel through those means. And I also started a new Twitter account. The handle is Daily AOT Movie, where I post every day about the live action Attack on Titan movies because I can't get enough of them and I also get bored sometimes. <laughs> so uh, feel free to follow that as well. The ranks pretty much were exactly what I thought they would be. And I mean that in a good way. I know that me personally, some of mine, my picks were kind of not where the, the typical ranks were, but I know that's that's just a me thing. This was an absolute blast to do with you guys. Any chance I get to watch the Rocky movies, um, count me in. But 
it's always fun to do these things with you guys. So I appreciate you having me back on here. As far as where you guys can see me when I'm not on Nerdcage Live, if you want to see some older stuff, like some Godzilla reviews, you can catch me at uh, Monstrosities with uh, Matt Burkett. Uh, recently, I've been doing some reactions with Wildband on his channel. So I guess you can see me on either of those. I don't have a channel on my own, though. I just kind of, uh, I leech off of others. <laughs> and that's why we love you, man. <laughs> we, we, we love what you bring to the table and absolute joy work with you. Mark? Withers, we finally got you on a discussion panel. So how'd you feel about the discussion? And what'd you think of the list, man? I can't be mad at the results at all. I mean, even the worst Rocky movie, in my opinion, is better than quite a few other movies that have been out in recent years. I think that this is an underappreciated franchise. I, I know a lot of you out there might just think that these are you know, just boxing movies with a dumb palooka that doesn't really like know anything. And, you know, for anybody out there who hasn't really taken a serious look at these movies, I highly encourage you to take the time to watch them, particularly the first four movies. Uh, and of course, uh, Creed and Creed 2. That said, I love this franchise. This is one of my favorites of all time. We've got a lot more Rocky stuff coming this month, as Jay will explain in just a few minutes. But in addition to that, we're going to be uh, dropping a lost episode that we filmed last year, 50th anniversary of Creed. It was a ton of fun to make, talk about the breakdown of that movie, the history of that movie, as well as the first Rocky movie. Uh, look forward to that. Not only are we here on YouTube, but we're also on Twitch, on TikTok, Facebook uh, with our discussion group. But I just want to get all that out. So, yeah, I'm absolutely grateful that, you know, I get to spend my time doing this with you guys. And obviously, happy Thanksgiving to the fans, friends of the channel. I'm super grateful to all you guys and all the support you've given us. And yes, I I'm so happy that we got to celebrate this franchise. We were at live Rocky. Look back. Thank you. If you're not, please check that out as well as our TikTok on the Rocky Ford Directors Cut. Please check that out on TikTok. And of course, my birthday is coming up in December. December 16th, we're planning a Rocky watch along. That's my favorite movie. I hope everybody can be there for that as you get to see me gush over my favorite movie <laughs> or my birthday. So look forward to that. I guess I can throw this kind of out there is going into next year. I mean, we have a whole slate of movies that are celebrating big milestones, including Rocky 3 turns 40 in 2022 so we look forward sometime in the future of going deeper into what is a fan favorite rocky 3 thank you to everybody who hang out with this discussion today and please check our other movie and game ranking and discussions they're a hell of a lot of fun and uh keep supporting the nerd cage live so that being said we pretty please ask you to like comment subscribe ring that bell Read that shit like syphilis. So you, I say, from Syracuse, New York, to Louisville, Kentucky, to Phoenix, Arizona, to Dallas, Texas, to all of our friends and fans around the world at Nerd Cage Live, Monstrosities, and the Toku Titan Cast. As always, enjoy life. Stay safe. And good night. Sayonara. Take it easy, y'all. See ya, everybody. Ooh, trying to get out of the Nerd Cage, are ya? Well, before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live! <laughs>
sirloin, then Rocky Three is a hamburger. Still fun and tasty, but there's really no comparison between the two. You know, like I, I love my hamburger as much as the next guy, but <laughs> if I had a choice, I'm going to pick Top Sirloin every time. But again, having said all that, God, is this movie kick ass? <laughs> I mean, I guess at least you didn't say lasagna and spaghetti or something. <laughs> do, you want, do you want me to say that again for with Italian food? No. The garden and, uh, you know. I'm so, oh, God, you kill me, dude. All right. 